0: Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football podcast brought to you by the gentleman at Red Triangle Sports. We are live tonight from Papa Papakaz's basement, my uh, temporary residence for the next week or so. Uh, joining me tonight, Shane Stein from Take Your Ball and Go Home.
1: Not as good to be here this week, Matt. Coming off a loss.
0: <laughs> uh, Steel Curtain, Eddie Mitchum. D.O. Curtin Eddie Mitchum.
2: Yeah, your connection sucks, Matt.
0: <laughs> and live and in studio, Papa Kaz from the St. Louis Patriots.
3: Good to be here.
0: All right. Um, a lot to talk about this week. Let's start out with a trivia question from uh, Mr. Shane Stein.
1: Yeah, I went with a what I think is a pretty easy one here for you guys this week. A um, little bit of a layup. Maybe I'll get something tougher here for the end of the show for you while I'm looking. But there are nine active players that have either won a Super Bowl or regular season NFL MVP. Can you name the nine active players? We'll go stump the Schwab style here, and we'll go one at a time.
3: I'll go first, Brady.
1: Brady is correct.
0: Active players to win a Super Bowl MVP. Super
1: Bowl or regular season MVP. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is correct. You're up, Ed.
2: shit,
1: man. Are you serious? I'm
2: serious. Ready to start the show. Go ahead. You guys knock it out.
3: Good. Was Kaepernick an MVP? No. No? Not in the, is that your guess? Well, in the Super Bowl, was
0: he? Yeah, that's my guess. No. No. Von Miller. <laughs>
3: that is correct.
1: So Matt wins the stuff the Schwab portion. <laughs> there are still... Oh, <laughs> there are still... Uh, it's just fantasy six lot We don't have any IDP, so what the hell is this
0: question for? <laughs> this is just for fun. Should we just keep going now, rapid fire? Yeah, go ahead. Joe Flacco.
1: Joe Flacco's correct.
0: Ben Roethlisberger. No. Interesting. Carson Palmer. No. Uh, Russell Wilson. No. No. That dude was, uh, I don't think he's still in the league. He is. He is? Uh, Malcolm Smith. Correct. All right. What are we at? Five?
1: You guys have five. There's four left.
0: Okay. Eli.
1: Eli has one one.
0: <clears throat> um, Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Papakaz, come on
1: now. Scam. There you go, Cam Newton. Won it last year. <laughs> now one more. Peterson. Adrian Peterson. There we go. NFL MVP in 2012. Yeah, pretty. Thought it was a little harder than you than I thought it was there.
0: Yeah, I I missed him the Big Ben. The MVPs from his Super Bowls were Heinz Ward and Santonio Holmes, I believe. Correct. So that was uh. It's always easy to lay up with the quarterback, but sometimes you got to actually think a little bit. Um, not a bad question. Thank you for putting that together. All uh, right, let's talk about the waiver report. Uh, a lot happened this week. Um, Matt Asiata, fifteen bucks to Perky on Power. Four guys bid on him. Matt Ryan goes to myself for ten bucks. Three bidders on Matt Ryan. Uh, Quincy and goes to the Clan, uh, who got the bid over Papakaz and the Patriots. Dwayne Washington, $8 to Steel Curtain. Two bidders there. Dennis Pitta, $8 to Perkeon Power. Two bidders there. And Jordan Howard, $6 to the Curtain. Um, so far, what I, my biggest takeaway, $36 spent so far from Jeremy. Or $34 spent from Jeremy in the first two rounds of waivers. Um, overall, let's just go around the table. Who uh, who do you guys think had the best best acquisition this week on The Wire? I think it was you.
1: Um, I think Matt Ryan was the guy to pick up for this week. Um, playing at New Orleans against a poor secondary. Got to figure Ryan's good for a 20-point week this week, uh, if, if not more. So,
3: I agree Matt Ryan, too. Even though we can't use him or Breeze and FanDuel this week, <laughs> I uh, think Matt Ryan's going to have some good numbers on
0: Monday night. Let's hope so. Eddie, what about you?
3: It's Ryan
2: by default. Ten um, dollars. Uh, one week start. Everyone thought Eli was gonna light him up last weekend. He didn't throw a touchdown, so who knows what you're gonna get. But I can guarantee you he's gonna throw at least one red zone interception. So count yourself down for minus two. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think for this week it's Ryan. Uh, if I'm looking long term, I think it might be Jordan Howard. I think I think that might be the long term. Um, pick up there by by you Ed. Um, I think Jeremy Langford might be might be losing that job soon. Um, really ineffective last week. Um, just doesn't do a whole lot. He's not as good of a player as I, I thought he was. I was obviously high on Langford, but uh, I feel like he might be losing that job and and sooner than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I like the Jordan Howard bid um, long term. I definitely think that's one of the better ones. Not really sure what Dwayne Washington's going to bring to the table. Um, definitely had some thought that was interesting. Not that not that he should have been bid. I just don't know what he's going to bring to the table there. I like th- I thought Pitta was a nice grab for this week too. Um, he's shown that he's healthy and playing well. So uh, I thought Pitta was a nice grab. All right. We also had a trade happen this week. Um, first trade of the year. Obviously it involved me. Um. I got Ryan Matthews and John Brown from the Seawolves for Sammy Watkins and Terrence West. Uh, just tell me tell me what you guys thought about that trade and uh, who you guys think won the deal.
1: I think it was a trade that made sense for both sides. Um, Phil obviously has a surplus of starting running backs on his team. Um... You, he obviously needed to get rid of him. He really doesn't have a use for Ryan Matthews. He, he was, He's kind of struggling at receiver. He didn't have, we talked about it before. He doesn't have a lot of big-name talent in the wide receiver department, so you go out and get a guy like Watkins. Hasn't done much yet, but shown in the past that he's pretty capable of putting up some big numbers. So I thought it was a really good move there for him. And I, I kind of like it for you, too. I, I kind of like getting Ryan Matthews. Um, obviously, you're buying low on Brown. Hasn't done anything yet, but he's also shown in the past he's capable of uh, – putting up some some nice numbers.
0: Ed, what did you think about the deal? I'm
2: um, intrigued by the Matthews pickup. The snap count that he got right after he made the trade, ha- I think, has to be a concern. Seems like they're willing to use everyone in certain situations. I think his snap count went from, like, 70% of snaps to, uh, to below 50 from week one to week two, so it could be you kinda of don't know what you're getting from week to week with him. Um he's definitely the goal line back though and he's shown that he can get it in the end zone from there. Uh it seems like Phil's trying to buy low on Watkins, which I get. Uh seems like the change of coordinator they want to get it in the ball. So I kinda of like it. Uh the other two are just throw ins for me. I hate John Brown and West is whatever. So to me it was really Matthews for Watkins. Um I think I'm more intrigued by the Watkins side of buying low on him.
3: Watkins, if he stays healthy or gets healthy, who knows? With him, he's one of them guys. He's gonna have a cue side of his name every week. And West won't have a job as soon as Dixon comes back or moves someplace else on the team. And you got Matthews. Matthews is gonna get his touches inside the ten because the Eagles are gonna to try to run the ball inside the ten, inside the five.
0: And then John Brown was the other and player.
3: John, I'm not a John Brown fan, but the way Palmer slings the ball around,
0: yeah, for me, um, you know, getting getting John Brown, I said to, to a couple people, um, you know, he hasn't the last two years, first two years in the league, he got over hundred targets both years. So I know a lot of people that seem to be smarter than all of us that get paid a lot of money to do this really like John Brown. So, I put some blind faith out there. Um, You could say I sold low on Watkins, but I also bought low on Brown. And at the start of the year, Brown wasn't thought of much worse than Watkins by a lot of, like I said, smart people. So, um, just taking a shot there. Figure at this point I didn't have a lot to lose. And Ryan Matthews, um, just like what Doug Peterson and the rest of that former Chiefs coaching staff likes to do with the running back. So... I'm just going to take a shot and see what happens. Uh, It's not the last move from the Desert Dogs, though. So that's uh, that's, uh, all we're going to say about that. Speaking of the Desert Dogs, which 0-2 team needs a win most this week? Is it me, is it the Curtain, or is it the Bull Weevils?
3: I'll take that first. I'm going to say the Curtain and the Desert Dogs. Because these guys eat, sleep, and drink fantasy football. And being on 2 is probably killing the shit out of them. <laughs> and only because take your ball home, got to play the dogs. or well, he'd be right there with you two guys. He would be. So, I think you guys, one of you two, need a win bad. And I think the curtain's going to get one this week.
1: First of all, I'm right in the middle of the pack in scoring <laughs> in the league. Put up 120 and 117 or something like that. So, don't worry about us. But I think that the team that needs the win the most is the Steel Curtain. I think they need the win the most. Um, can't really afford to fall 0-3. I, I don't think they can lose, lose to the hammer this week and, and still find their way back into the playoffs. I think that's, that's just my, my pick. I think the Curtain needed more than you guys do.
0: Yeah, I think the curtain as well. Um, mainly because chasing teams like the Hammer, the Klan, and the Patriots, it's going to be tough in that division, and even Perky and Power. Um, all four of those teams, nice rosters. Butler to be determined, but still, you know, he's got like we've mentioned before, he's going to have some pretty big weeks. Um, over in our division, I'm not sure there's still a clear-cut favorite yet. Um, I like Storms' team; they've performed well so far. But you know they were your least favorite coming into the year. You know Phil's gonna be around. You know you're gonna be around. Um, Spears again, another good roster, but to be determined. And same with sure So
1: I think by the end of the year, I think we're gonna find that our division really evens out, and it's gonna be a lot of seven and six, maybe yeah, you, gotta and ca- you gotta
0: catch someone on the right week. Yeah. And as far as the Bull Weevils. Um, they're just—they're booking tea times already for, for the playoffs. So,
2: I think it's you, Matt. I don't think it's me. I think my team's built for the long haul. I said I might not win a game till bye weeks come. I think it's you because I think, you, like you said, your division's going to shake out to be a lot more competitive for that last playoff spot. I think the clan's decimated by injuries already. Uh, I think it's only going to get worse if Fegley's luck continues. Uh, so I think he's going to take a step back here for a little while, missing some guys. I don't think Butler's team's built for the long haul. Uh, he's got two guaranteed losses coming the week that Brown's off and the week that AJ Green's off because there's going to be no other scoring on that team. Um, so I think, you know, you said Bull's already booking tea times. So that's obvious. So I think when it shakes out, it's going to be the Patriots, the Power, and myself battling for those spots, and I see a lot more teams competing for playoff spots in your division, so I think you need the wins earlier to keep pace than I do. Um, I think when bye weeks come, I look forward to the schedule, and it seems like everyone I play between week six and week 12, their number one or number two guy plays some of the top defenses or is on bye week. so I like the way my schedule shakes out the last six games of the year, um, so I think I'm going to find myself winning games late when I feel like my team's
0: built to get them with the depth that I've built. No, I mean, I, you definitely have some valid points there. Um, I just don't think that to get in from our playoff on our side, I don't think that the win count is going to be as high as it is on your side. But um, definitely some valid points there. Let's flip over to the 2-0 teams. Which of these teams has the best chance to win their division? The 2-0 teams are the Patriots, the Clan, and the franchise. Um I think this is pretty easy.
1: Yeah, I think we might all... I think I, I, when I worded this one, when I wrote it, I meant who, who do you trust going forward was more what I wanted to go with. I
0: think that's an easy answer, too. Yeah. But...
1: <laughs> um, I think either way, the answer is going to be the Patriots for me. Yep. Um, injuries for, for the clan have obviously started. <laughs> Hopefully they, they don't get as drastic as they did last year, but they, they've certainly hit already with Peterson and Moncrief going down. Yeah. Um, uh, I just like the Pats roster much better than than franchise I've already. <laughs> Obviously the franchises started out hot. Um, really good start to the season, but hard to go against the Patriots here.
0: Yeah, I'll take the Patriots too and it's not close, so I won't spend too much time answering that.
3: I'll take the friend I'll take the
0: franchise. You're such a storms lover.
3: Well, I think it's the weakest of the two divisions, yeah, in my opinion. And if I decide to tram- trade Cam Newton, he's the only guy I'm going to trade Cam Newton to. And I think that'll make his team even better to keep that division. I just think they're the underrated team in the Favre division. Daddy? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Patriots, but I think it's closer
2: than you guys think it is. I'm still intrigued to see what his team looks like when... Le'Veon Bell comes back, and he's not getting those 20, 30-point performances out of D'Angelo. And, you know, I said from day one, when D'Angelo goes away and Alshon Jeffrey gets hurt, well, now Cutler's out for a couple weeks, so we're going to see what that means to Alshon Jeffrey. So I still think there's a there's a lot of season left, so to look at the 0-2 teams and the 2-0 and teams, I think there's a huge gap there, I think, is uh, a little overreaction. All
0: right. Well... Since we talked about the Patriots, let's get into the Week 3 matchups. Patriots versus the Power this week. Uh, two of the better teams in the L.A. division. Start off with the Patriots. Stein, can, uh, can Stephon Diggs go back-to-back over 100? Uh, well, he has been back-to-back over 100. Can he do it again this week against Carolina?
1: I think he can. Uh, he looked really good on Monday night. <laughs> he looked like a guy that just... Kind of fits that system, man. He he looked he looked really good. Um, I know the Carolina second secondary, their defense is pretty good, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Um, in the first two games I've watched them, they're a little softer than they were last year. I think on the defensive side of the ball, so I think Diggs can. I think he barely does it, though. I think he I think he just gets there.
0: Yeah. Um. I th- I think the Carolina secondary is um, inexperienced, and I think. Diggs can probably take advantage of that this, this week. Eddie, is Julio your top wide receiver this week on the on the slate?
2: I think he has to be with the New Orleans matchup. Um, even though I'm still burnt over the stacks I ran with the Giants facing them, but I think that's still the matchup to pick on. Um, Eli still threw for a lot of yards, and if Beckham doesn't drop... That one ball he probably scores. But yeah, I think that Julio probably is still the top of play just because
0: of the matchup. Alright, who should Papa Kos slot in as his quarterback this week? Cam Newton against a tough Vikings defense or Stafford at Green Bay? One word answer is quick Stafford. Newton. Stafford. Newton, always, every week, all the time, always scam. I know there's more than one word, but. Um, You don't bench that guy ever. Let's talk about the power. Can his Jets wide receiver tandem maintain wide receiver one and two status on the same fantasy team? Papa Kaz, I'll send this your way. I'm going to say no, only because of the touches Forte now gets in the passing game. I mean,
3: Forte's took a lot of looks away, and the other guy, which I'd struggle to say his last name. (laughs) Anunwa. Yeah, that's the guy. He plays tight end, receiver, whatever you want to call him but he's a big boy, he's going to take one and I just think no, I think he's going to struggle because of that I think there's just too many mouths to feed on that team
0: Well, Just my, my one rebuttal of that and I'll, I'll throw it back to Shane and uh, Eddie too, but Decker and Marshall are both touchdown machines and that's what helps them I think maintain the status um, Forte does take away some catches and same with Inuma but those guys haven't gotten the red zone looks that Decker and Marshall have gotten so far
1: I don't know if there's any truth to this, I'd have to look into it, but I feel like both of them, they either get like seven catches for over a hundred or they get like four catches for fifty and a score. Yeah. Like they always they always get either that no yards and the score or they they, they get the all the looks and the yards. Say what um, you
0: want about Decker, he's got double digits every week. Every yeah, week.
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean I feel like this might be the only pair in the league that you can run out on your team as your wide receiver one and yeah. two. I mean, that still might work. I think I'm with Papakaz though. In the long run, it's gonna it's gonna hurt you.
2: I'm gonna say no, but I also don't think that they need to with Crabtree on his roster. I think one of them can give you flex numbers and be okay because I think Crabtree's so close to Cooper on that team as their number one because uh, he's got he's definitely their red zone threat. Um, so I think if one of them falls down to a flex play, he's still okay.
0: Yeah, um, definitely going to be interesting. Both are questionable this week. um, But I think they can both do some damage against Kansas City. Uh, Other question for Jeremy. Geo or uh, Hyde this week? Again, one word. Geo against Denver. Hyde at Seattle. Both bad matchups. Geo. Hyde. Geo. I'll take Hyde. So that's another split for us. Um, I think Cincinnati gets suffocated here by the Denver defense. And I think, I don't know, Seattle doesn't look right. I'm not sure.
2: But that fourth down, or the fourth quarter drive, the two that they tried to put together, it was like 10, 12 catches for Gio. So I think if they're behind, that's their option. <coughs> I think he's going to get a high volume of catches when, when the game's on the line.
0: Yeah, no, there's definitely some... This is definitely more a Geo game than a Hill game, so there's definitely some value in that, I think. Um, all right, move over to the uh, Farv Division big one on one matchup of two pretty good teams. You want to pick that game? Oh, yeah. Pick a winner. I'll take Pats. the Pats.
3: I will take the Pats. No pick. <laughs> I've, seen you guys wow. do, I've seen you guys do too many jinxes, so I haven't taken anybody in that game.
0: That's because, yeah, but you think you're going to win every week, so. Um, all right, let's move over to the far big one-on-one matchup, uh, Team Shits Ice Cream against Abusement Park. Both teams had pretty nice weeks last week. Um, we will start out with Team Ice Cream. Papa are you concerned with uh, Zeke getting benched for the fumble?
3: No, he's still gonna be the man.
0: I think so too. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, Eddie, are you concerned with the running back situation as a whole with the ice cream? because
2: I think there's going to be so much that happens this year. Um, I think there's a lot worse soft teams out there at the running back situation. Um, I think Gore's still going to find a way to get his numbers here. That schedule's going to soften up in a hurry compared to what they had the first two weeks. So,
0: Stein, anything to add about the running backs, either Zeke or Gore or Stewart there in ice cream land? I am a little concerned. Uh, Obviously, you wrote the question. Yeah,
1: I, I am a little concerned about about the running back situation as a whole. Um, obviously, Jonathan Stewart's health is concerning. If he's if he's not healthy and playing all the time, this team's going to struggle a little bit, I think. And I'm a little concerned for the the near future for Zeke. Um, I think they might want to teach him a lesson a little bit here early. I think in the long run, he's obviously going to be the guy. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see his touches a little limited here in the next couple
0: weeks. Yeah, Jonathan Stewart... Um... I don't know. I'm a little worried about that whole Carolina running game in general. And, you know, Papa Kaz usually makes the point to me the, the goal line back in Carolina is Cam Newton. Um, so, as much as I wanted to put a bit on Artist Payne, we were talking about it last night, it's just not a great situation that you want to really be a part of in the Carolina running game because when they get down there, it looks to usually be Tolbert or Newton. Um, so, it's definitely an Back off of
2: what Shane said. You're not teaching a lesson to the number four overall draft pick or whatever he was. He's not a a fifth-round pick where you're going to bench him. It's not happening. And whatever guy came out and put it in the media that he doesn't look as explosive as he did in college is an idiot because three weeks ago in the preseason, we were loving him for trying to run Cam Chancellor over. It's all an overreaction. The offensive line just hasn't been as good as it's been in the past. It's going to get better. He's going to be fine.
0: But they have a capable guy behind him. I mean, Alfred Marsh can definitely handle a workload. If if he puts the ball on the turf again – in this team's own three, I could see them, you know, giving Morris eight to ten touches.
2: Jerry Jones won't let it happen.
1: Well they won last week,
0: but did they?
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. He, but
2: he he won't allow himself to look wrong. He's not gonna let it happen. He'll call down there to Garrett and tell him to get him back in the game so he doesn't look wrong.
0: Yeah, you're you're probably right about that. Um Deshaun or Michael Floyd this week. Floyd Deshaun Every week. Floyd. Deshaun. Floyd. Uh, Buffalo. I want I want any wide receiver against Buffalo the rest of the year. I think that defense stinks.
1: Rob Ryan's defenses are terrible.
0: Awful. The worst.
1: So, so bad. I'll take my chances against him.
0: Uh, Buseman Park. Is Drew Brees your top quarterback this week? <laughs> Wait, Eddie, where is he playing? I heard he's at home on Monday. <laughs> So when, I is guess, that, when's the game? It's a night game. Do we have a choice?
1: <laughs> the answer is yes here. Uh, Drew Brees is the top quarterback this week. Five touchdowns. <laughs> 350
3: yards. Big game.
0: Yeah, Brees carves Atlanta up in the dome. Um, he's I def- think I, I, looked at, I looked for him on FanDuel in our league about <laughs> nine times, and I couldn't find him. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I did was went to
1: quarterback and wanted to put him in, and I saw that the Atlanta and New Orleans guys weren't available. You guys don't get
0: FanDuel emails the day before it came out. I don't get the emails. I do, but I don't read them. Yeah, see, it's a problem with you guys. (laughs) All right, um, (laughs) I don't even want to ask this question. OBJ versus Norman (laughs) round two. Who you guys got on the field or off the field? (laughs) I know Eddie's got OBJ all day every day because nobody hates Josh Norman more than Eddie. Can't stand him. And now, <laughs> and now they came out and said that he's going to follow OBJ around. I can't wait. He's going to torch yep. him. Yeah, he's so bad. I'll take OBJ on the field. I'll take Josh Norman off the field because that dude's not wrapped too tight, I don't think.
1: I'm going to go the same exact way. I think <laughs> Beckham torches him on the field this yeah. weekend. Uh, I think he gets in the end zone at least once. And I'll take Norman off the field because I think he's a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Kaz doesn't care.
3: I'll take them both <laughs> on the field and neither of them off the field. <laughs>
0: Here, here's a good, t- it's not really the best time to ask this, but we wanted to hear your opinion, Papa Kaz. Who's the biggest scumbag? Justin Blackman, Josh Gordon, or Johnny Manziel? Play rock,
3: paper, scissors with <laughs> all three.
0: I think it's, man- <laughs> it's Manziel and it's not
3: close.
1: It- I actually wanted to have this conversation. I think it's a good topic. Uh, there's valid arguments to be made for all three, obviously. I I think I'm leaning Manzel with
0: yeah. you guys. One of them
2: hangs out with Bieber, the others don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How many games is Josh Josh Gordon gonna play this year? Two. <laughs> 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 oh, poor Fegley. All right, we got to keep this show on the rocks on the on the uh, rails here, I mean We're going off the rails. Sounds like it's on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys expect from Gronk tonight? Uh, Patriots are just about to get the ball here as we uh, as we're talking. I don't know. Is it it Brissett? Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. 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 All right. Go
1: ahead,
2: Ed. I'm not expecting much, to be honest. Uh, I think I'm really hoping it's a blunt night for myself.
0: I didn't know you got
1: down like that as a teacher. Well, as I look at the first series here, I don't even think he's on the field.
0: Bro. Guaranteed touchdown tonight from um, Gronk. But Guaranteed. I think he gets 60 yards and a score. Guaranteed touchdown. We get a Gronk spike tonight. Yes, absolutely. Not even close. Gronk and Watt will both score a touchdown tonight. I like that. That's not a bold prediction. Um, All right. Matt Jones, Rashad Jennings, or anybody else? One word answer. For the park. I'll say Matt Jones.
3: I think he's the safer play out of those guys. So safe, he's safe.
0: I think it's Jennings, but it's close. I'll take I'll take Jones just cuz I don't trust Jennings' roll or and I'll Take Jennings. I think the Giants run defense is pretty good. They've all been an even split so far, all of our one word. Who wins, Ice Cream or Park? Ice Cream. Ice Cream. Park. (laughs) He's got Breeze, Beckham, and Gronk. Breeze putting up five touchdowns. You just said it. Yeah, I'm going with Park. Nice. One thing I'm going to work on this week, guys, is we're going to start keeping standings for our... uh, our picks. All right, um, let's move on to back, going back to the Elway division. Clan uh, versus Bullweevils. Weevils. Clan injury bug again, Eddie. Since Eddie, since uh, Anthony is your best friend, uh, oh, are you are you, con- are you concerned about it? Um. For him, not. I know you're not personally concerned. <laughs> yeah, I could give
2: two shits. My end. Um. I don't. I don't think so yet. I mean, Monkriech is really the only guy he's missing. That's the big part of what he's trying to do, I think. Um, Peterson, I was down on. Shane killed him, so that's one. That's one. <laughs> that's one for Shane. I said to Kyle earlier this week, I'm the only guy that can't kill someone. And I'm the only one trying to. <laughs> uh, I still think he's okay. I still hate Golden Tate and Doug Baldwin. Though I think he may have overachieved achieved. Um, I know, I know I need to get the schedule reworked next year so I don't play him week one because two years in a row he put it on me week one and then fell apart about week three. So I feel like I'm starting behind the eight ball because I don't get to see him after week three. It's
0: kind of rigged. You're <laughs> going to see him again. You play him twice. Still not fair. All right, Papa I'll give you a chance to have a little influence here on the trade market. Is Jimmy Graham droppable?
3: No, he's not droppable, but <laughs> there's definitely better options. He's just not the same player he was a couple years ago.
0: Is there a guy in mind that you think might be a better option for Fegley?
3: Yeah. Travis Kelsey's available.
0: (laughs) He may have to duke it out with Shane. Uh, There's a couple guys that I think need a tight end. I might even be one of them after this week. Same here. Um, Sign. Did you or did you not kill Adrian Peterson?
1: I did. (laughs) I did. Did you like it? I did. Considering I had McKinnon stashed, I mean, I was pretty excited when Peterson went down. Um, obviously, I love the guy as a player, but yeah, it's saying he was uh, going to win the rushing title—yeah, chalk one up for me. I'm only about seven or eight behind you now. Since <laughs> last, start of last year, I killed
0: the rest of Fedley's team last year. So, um, Tevin Coleman starter sit.
3: Starts. He's a stud. I uh,
1: considering you're trying to trade for him. I don't know if I would have said that, but. Uh, I think you gotta start him this week.
2: Uh, I think in this lineup he's a
0: start. Um, I think he is a sit.
3: Yeah, because you're trying to trade. No, I team. would. Ru-
0: I would like. I would run a Numa out there in the flex over Coleman. No way. Um, just think it's that. Against the Saints. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna be. I think it's a Jones. It's a Sanu. It's a Tammy. They're going to have to throw to beat that team, and I, th- I still think Freeman's the guy in the passing game. Let's move over to the Bull Weevils, if anybody cares about that team. Um, Dallin Robinson get back on track this week against a soft Baltimore pass D. The question? Yes. Eddie says yes. One word answer.
3: Uh, yes, I think he does. Yes, 100 yards and a TD.
0: Nice. I I, uh, I agree with you guys definitely. Like Allen Robinson, but Bortles needs to pick it up too. Um, Stein, any star potential in Sterling Shepard?
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to have a little discussion with you guys on this one. I I think there is. I think he's pretty good. Um, you've been is, on
0: him for a little while. You you like you liked him at Oklahoma. Been
1: watching him at Oklahoma and really liked him coming into the year. Um, wish I would have got him in the draft. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a product of OBJ on the other side, as much as just him being really good. Um, he. I feel like he, He's gonna have a pretty long career being being a slot guy, being being that kind of possession receiver, for, especially if uh, Manny can keep this up for another five six years.
0: Uh, Papa Caz Shepard. I know you play in another league other than ours. Is he a guy you'd be targeting in the trade market potentially?
3: Well, I have him on the other. Oh, you do.
0: Happy to have him? Yes,
3: yep. I think he's going to be all right. I think Eli loves Victor Cruz. I think that's going to hurt some of uh, Shepard's game, but I like that he lines up in the slot.
0: Eddie, I don't have to ask you what you think of Sterling Shepard because I think it's well documented, but um, what are your expectations for him the rest of the year?
2: Uh, I expect him to be solid. No one was higher on him coming into the season, I don't think, than I was. I own him in every league I'm in. Except for this one, and the only reason I don't is because Bowe underspent, oh, and Lord, he, he got purchased for way too high. I really liked him coming in, um,
3: and I expect him to be pretty good all year. This dude has like ten carries already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, all right, so the question for the Bowl Weevils would be Tyro Williams or Jeremy Langford this week. Langford at Dallas, Williams at Indy. For me, it's Williams, and it's not close. With you?
3: Yeah, I think it's Williams. Williams, especially since Gates
0: might not play. Ooh. To to dagger at the curtain there. Um, who wins this week? Clan or Weevils? I'm gonna take Weevils. I'm gonna take the Weevils as well. I think they will get off the schneid this week. I'll go with the clan. You would.
3: Clan if they get Kelsey, Weevils if he doesn't. <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about take your ball and go home against the Seawolves. This is another huge rivalry. I feel like every week is a rivalry. week. (laughs) Just kind of the way it works out for me. (laughs) I'm a hated guy. Um, Yeah, no, you and Phil go way back. Um, You've known longer than anybody in the league. Do you guys trust Jarek McKinnon the rest of the way um, here in this Minnesota offense? Stein, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie, that one's to you. Um,
2: sure. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, with how deep our rosters are with the extra flex spot, I think he definitely has a place um, in a lineup. Last time he took over, he was, he was decent when he took over for Peterson. He was a lot younger then. You'd think he has to be better now than what he was then. Um, the only concern is last time he took over for him, Asiata was kind of their... Uh, Red zone guy, but I still don't think he's good, and I still don't think they like him. So I think it's going to be a lot more McKinnon this time around. So yeah.
0: Papa Kaz, was Julian Edelman still a uh, a must start this week, even with brisket quarterbacking? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, of course. I mean, watching it already, they're looking at him, and you know he's, he'll catch the ball any place on the field.
0: Yeah, Short, see. long, screen. You also have the uh, the crazy chance that we get to see Edelman under center tonight. That would be kind of cool. It's kind of what I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> of course, obviously, his
1: value is a little diminished with the third string quarterback, but he's still a guy you have to run out there just because they look for him just about every play. Um, if they're not running it, he's the first option, pretty much, that they're looking at. Um, but yeah, I was hoping he got under center, maybe get some cheap uh, quarterback points out of him this
0: week. Um, all right, the starter sit question for Steins' team. I think there's some definite concerns with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, So, it's Emmanuel Sanders or Tajay Sharp. Don't all jump in at once.
2: I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention.
3: Well, I like Sanders, so I would say Sanders. I've always been a Sanders fan. I'll
0: take Sharp against Oakland this week, just because Oakland's been just a paper defense right now. So, I would just roll out with that matchup this week.
1: Yeah, this is the one I'm tossing around. I don't know yet, but I, I think I'm leaning Sharp as well. Until I see something from Sanders.
2: Yeah, I'm the biggest Sanders hater we have, um, but I'm going to lean him here because I still feel like Taze Sharp's too streaky. Um, I know Sanders hasn't, hasn't given much, but I still think Marcus Mariota's not good.
0: Let's move over to the Seawolves. Um, Jamal Charles probably returning this week does that really hurt Spencer Ware, Papa Since you're the Charles owner, I'll throw this one at you that
3: hurt him I don't think so I still think, I don't know you know, Andy Reid isn't letting anybody know how much Charles is going to see or how much, I'm not going to play him no matter what they tell me this week because I want to see a week i still think where's the guy and you can see i dropped west sharkhandrick so i think where'll be fun
0: yeah i definitely think so too um i think i don't i think they have a buy an early buy so i think i'd kind of hold off on charles until after the bye week stein i assume you put this question in because you're targeting some of phil's running backs are there more running back trades on the way for the wolves
1: I mean, I've, I've had f- talks with Phil about trades. Um, obviously, I'm a guy that needs running back. Um, I just think he has to. He has so many starters on his team. Um, he has five or six starting running backs on his squad. Uh, I think now with Ivory, I think he's going to end up taking most of that job down there in Jacksonville. Um, you, you can't really afford to have a starting running back on your bench, I don't feel like. Uh, I mean, you can, but I, I just feel like it's not necessary to have five of them. So I feel like he, he's gonna make try to make another move maybe package one or two of them for another big name receiver i feel like
0: he has he has starting running backs but other than anderson i'm not sure any of them are worthy right now and i'm gonna let eddie uh chip in on this with me after i after i just make my brief statement here you know spencer ware obviously we just talked about it charles coming back soon there's not much uh life yet in the ware the ware train right now jeremy hill i'm i'm done with that dude i i don't i couldn't find a spot for him on the team right now, in my opinion. Chris Ivory, he might be the one guy that fills in as the RB two behind CJ Anderson and Forsett. I think as Papa Cos mentioned, Dixon's Dixon's the long term guy there in Baltimore, so he has running back depth, but I think it's I think it's very fake running back depth.
2: I completely agree. I think the one guy that kind of sets up as a buy low guys Hill because I think he's still going to find um, those weeks where he gets a couple touchdowns in one week. Um, but other than that, I think you're completely spot on. I think it is very fake running back depth. It's not like he has a bunch of good ones stockpiled. Um, but for a team like Shane where he has none what, until Bell comes back, I, I get why he's targeting some of these guys. But um, Hill's the only one that I find even remotely close to intriguing.
1: Well, I have three starting running backs this week, so easy. Slow your roll, big guy. Um, three starting running back, went from zero to three in a matter of two weeks, so easy. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to what you guys are saying. I mean, they're obviously not top guys, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of think that he, he's definitely – I think Ivory might be a guy that turns into uh, actually being his RB2 sooner than
0: later. I think he's going to take over that role. Well, I said that already. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I agree with you. Dad, any opinion?
3: Well, I just like you said with Ivory, but who knows what was his deal that he was in the hospital? Nobody knows why he was.
0: Eddie has some <laughs> thoughts on that, but yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's around. I don't think it's appropriate for the show.
3: And like I said, forset, I dropped them in the other league that I'm in. I just think. Uh... not a Forsett fan anymore like I was last year. I think there's too much going on there.
0: Speaking of Forsett, uh, would you guys play Forsett or Jeremy Hill this week? Um, Forsett going up against Jacksonville. Jeremy Hill against Denver. It's got to be Forsett in my opinion. Yeah,
2: I'm with you. The Jacksonville defense has not been what anyone thought it was going to be this year. They're supposed to contend
3: for that division and they've looked bad. I think it's Forsett. I'll take Hill because the kid's going to get in the end zone. I think he
0: gets in the end zone against Denver. Yep. Forsett is still the snap leader in the Baltimore backfield. So um, I just, like I said, uh, there's not many players in the league that I would start against Denver. Um, Jeremy Hill obviously is not one of them. Um, Who wins this matchup? Take your ball and go home versus the Seawolves. I will take, um, I'll take take your ball and go home.
3: Take your ball and go home. Gets his first legit win. I go to the
2: Seawolves. I think uh, Shane's been carried by his receivers, and they've run into some tough matchups with Evans and Benjamin facing some good defenses.
1: I'm going to take myself, and we're both under 100. (laughs) I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game.
0: It's your type of game, Shane. It is. Uh, All right, let's move on to another rivalry game. The Hammer versus the Steel Curtain. Um, Butler's another guy. I think every week's a for Butler. Um, we'll start off with the Hammer. Is Gordon now a top 12 running back with Danny Woodhead out? And would he have been even without Woodhead out? I'll throw this out to, uh, to Shane Stein. Uh, yeah, Gordon's look good. Um... I think now that
1: Woodhead's out, he is. I think he gets a little bit of increase. Um, I don't think it's as drastic as you might think, but certainly worth maybe three or four more touches a game, I think. And I think that keeps him in a RB1 status. Papakaz,
0: Gordon, RB1, yes or no? Yes, now
3: with, that, with Gates being out, <laughs> much more touches, no Woodhead, no Allen.
0: Stein, yes, or Eddie, yes, no? Probably yes.
3: I think he's borderline. I still think this
2: defense is really bad, and I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Um, his first week performance wasn't anything special. 57 yards, he was saved by two touchdowns uh, from the goal line. <clears throat> he scored again in week two, but they were ahead monstrously. That's why he got 24 touches. So even though Woodhead's gone, I don't know the touches are going to be that extreme.
0: All right. Uh, one of the players that I would start against Denver's defense is A.J. Green. As I just mentioned, there's not a lot in the league I would, but he's definitely one of them. Papa Cos, what are your expectations for A.J. Green this weekend against the Denver defense?
3: Well, Green will put his numbers up because the Red Rifle forced the ball in there. He's going to throw it to him, whether there's three guys on him, two guys on him, or he's still going to go to him, throw it in the air, and A.J. go up and get it.
0: Eddie, any concerns on A.J. Green? Um.
2: I think playing against a defense like Denver, you have to be concerned. Uh, I don't think he's always going to get his numbers. Um, I think that, that I still think that offense looks completely different this year. It's shut down A.J. Green. There's nothing else there. Um, but that's not to say that you bench him. I mean, you're never benching A.J. Green, but I don't think you feel good about him playing against Denver.
0: All right, we have breaking news. Kevin Butler has taken Pierre Garçon out of his flex two spot. It is Terrell Pryor. So the last question for Butler's team. How much will he get from his tight end, Flex One and Flex Two positions? What was week. it last week? Do we know off
1: the end this time? I think or it was
0: sixteen point two or something.
1: Somewhere around there, I think it was.
0: I'm not even I don't even care enough to look. Um I think I was like point two off. All right, yeah. I had, I had seventeen and a half, I think. <laughs> I,
3: got look, at 15. I think that's the going rate. I 16. got 25 this week. I think his three guys got some good matchups this week.
0: I was going to say 30. Um, I think Pryor gets in the end zone. I think Vareen has a nice game. And I think Witten has a decent game. So I think he's going to get 30 at least.
1: I'll split you guys in half and say 27 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it actually is a pretty good week for his uh, tight end and flexes.
0: He is playing me. They'll probably go for 60. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. Who's this guy? Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell. All right. uh, Steel Curtain questions. Papakaz, Landry, and Dez over 35 points combined?
3: No, a little bit under.
0: Just a little bit, so 30 range?
3: Yeah, 31, 32. He'll be in the 30s.
0: All right. Stiney, Charles Sims, top 15 back while Doug Martin's out? Yes. I agree. Yes, he is. I think it's going to be a a nice boost for you, Ed, and I think that's going to help you get a win or two here in the three weeks that that Martin's out. Um, Question for Eddie's team. Well, um, the question here was, is Sims a must start? I think we just answered that. Let's talk um, which of Eddie's backup running backs or Backup wide receivers, um, do you guys think takes off by the end of the year? So the guys are Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas, Dwayne Washington, or Jordan Howard. Who do you guys like most rest of the year? For me, it's Jordan Howard. I think he becomes the guy in Chicago, and I think he does a nice job in that role.
1: Yeah, I think it's Howard, too. Uh kind of regretting dropping him. I um, kind of had to go after some guys and make sure I had some starters, and <laughs> Howard was the... the uh,
3: Guy that had to had to get cut. So I think I think it's Howard. I'm going to say Michael Thomas, because of being a Saint, <laughs> I think the Bears offensive line is so bad that this kid he could get hurt. He could be injured after two starts.
0: Eddie, which one of those guys are you most excited about? Tyler Boyd.
2: Six grabs last week for 78 yards, where A.J. Green had two for 38. Brandon LaFell dropped about four balls, so you could tell Andy Dalton was getting more angry with each ball he dropped. I feel like he's going to stop looking to him soon. They need someone else. Defenses are going to line up and take away A.J. Green. Jeremy Hellsman is a stinker. Someone else is going to have to step up so that they can be a playoff contending team, and I, I just think it's Tyler Boyd. I've felt that since the draft day when I got him. I'm just waiting for him to break out. Started to a little bit last week with six catches. I think he's really gonna break out for me soon.
0: Well, that would be a nice trade chip for you, either him or one of your other guys, um, if that's able to happen. So I know you're definitely hoping for that. Well,
2: if we all like three guys to break out on my team. Then I'm in good shape.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, the problem is your starters. I think. <laughs> and I, I mean that as jokingly as possible. Don't get offended. Throwing stones from a glass house. I'm the first one to tell you, my team. If I would have done power rankings this week, I would have been twelfth. So, um, who wins? Hammer or Curtain? Curtain. Hammer. 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 (laughs) All right, let's move on. Desert Dogs against Fleetwood franchise. 0 and two versus two and zero. Um. My dad's son against his adopted son, Ty Storms, new best friend in the league. Um, My team, Dolphins, top D this week against Kessler and the Browns. Um, I really need the defensive matchup to swing my way here. The last two weeks I've given up 20-plus on the defensive side and not scored more than two points. So uh, is this week I get it done with a good defensive effort. Shane? Yes.
1: Yes, Cody Kessler's playing quarterback. Or the Browns. Um,
0: <laughs> with <out> their of, <laughs> best receiver out. with their best, Two best receivers, receivers out. Yeah, with
1: no good players around him. Um, this is a game where the Dolphins will make you think they're a good team. And they're not. Um, they're going to absolutely shut down Cleveland.
0: Papa Kaz, Gurley or Lacey ready to bust out? Yes, both of them. Both.
3: Both of them get in the end zone for you this week.
0: Eddie, same question. Yeah,
3: I like both of them this week. I think this is the week that will make you
0: feel good about Gurley. I really hope so, because I am super depressed about my running back situation right now. Um, right, start. Ryan Matthews or John Brown, who would you guys go with?
3: Matthews. Matthews.
0: Matthews. John Brown. (laughs) Um, Spears told me at practice tonight that he wanted to be known on the podcast that he would play Matthews too. So, um. (laughs) I'll probably be wrong about that, but that's what happens. Fleetwood franchise. Are Phil Rivers, Mark Ingram, and Brandon Cooks all top five at their position this week? Eddie, that question is to you.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say no.
0: Because I don't think Mark Ingram and Brandon Cooks will both be. Pop costume question.
3: Might say no, too. I think Rivers is, like, 10th quarterback and Ingram 10th running back and Cooks is in the, like, 7th or 8th, so I don't think any of them are top five this week.
0: It's fine, just because we got some different opinions. Everybody think.
3: Yes,
1: they are. (laughs) I'm expecting a huge game from the Saints, obviously. And I think Phillip Rivers is just a really good player, and they're they're just going to let him air it out. And he's going to throw for a ton of yards, going to get in the end zone a couple times, probably throw a pick or two he's going to put up 20 to 25 points.
0: papa Papakaz is the former DeAndre Hopkins owner. Would you have been down on him tonight going up against Belichick and the Patriots knowing that um, Belichick's goal is to always take away the number one option on the other team?
3: No, because he's still going to get his uh, he'll get his balls tonight.
0: I agree. Uh, one word starts it Victor Cruz or Devontae Parker? Eddie Me too. Cruz.
3: Parker, if he's healthy.
0: Who wins? Dogs versus franchise. Dogs. Dogs and it's not close.
3: <laughs> franchise, best team in the four division.
0: I'll take the dogs as well. I think I get off the schneid this week. I don't know why I think that, but um, why not? All right, so... Let's move into bold predictions. Papa, Papa Kaz, since you are our guest analyst tonight, you can give us the first bold prediction. All right. First bold prediction.
3: One of the Pittsburgh Steelers' guns gets injured against the Eagles tonight on Sunday at 4 o'clock.
0: That would be D'Angelo or Antonio Brothers Brown. Roethlisberger
3: or Antonio Brown. One of them's going down
1: Somewhere. Wow. That, that is bold. <laughs> it's always tough to get those injury predictions, but
3: Interesting. And you know, I, I I'm not a Steeler fan, but I think they're good. I just think one of them, one of them's going down this I'm, week. I'm
1: hoping it's D'Angelo for my sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stein, your bold prediction, number one.
1: Um, I, I guess it's isn't obviously a bold prediction, but uh Drew Brees, three fifty and five scores. Monday night football.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Eddie, bold prediction number one. Well,
2: since he threw that one out right away, I'm going to debunk this Drew Brees at home and prime time thing. Drew Brees, two touchdowns or less.
0: Wow. That those, is, those are that, fighting words. That yeah. is super bold. Um, all right, I'll take uh, Sam Bradford, top 10 quarterback this week against Carolina. I think he's going to have to throw the ball. Really like Diggs, uh, and as we talked about earlier. Carolina secondary is suspect. Papa Caz bold prediction number two.
3: Eddie Lacy over a hundred yards and he gets in the end zone. Maybe walk twice.
1: Stein, I hate that. The Denver-Cincinnati game goes over fifty points.
0: Wow. What is the over-under on that one? I, I haven't
1: I haven't actually looked. If I had to guess, I'm guessing like probably around 43, 44. Okay. But there's going to be some points in that game.
0: All right. Eddie. I have it at 41. Eddie, your bold prediction number two.
2: Dak, top eight quarterback this week.
0: Who are they playing? Uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. What? Chicago. Yes. Yes. All right, my bold prediction number two. Kenyon Drake will show us this week that he is the running back to own in Miami. So, it's available. It's yeah, he is. Just got dropped right before the show. Uh, Podcast. Uh, bold prediction number three, Papa Kaz. Wow, you guys are tough. Why?
3: I only wrote two down. Oh. My third one is going to be, so after the Monday night game, Tevin Coleman overtakes Devontae Freeman. As Atlanta's back.
1: I'm going to go Jordan Reed, 100 yards and a score. Is that bold? He's been kind of slow start this year, yeah. so.
0: Eddie?
2: My league prediction, all 0-2 teams get their first
0: W this week. Nice, that's super bold because we all stink. <laughs> um, Alright, my wide receiver bold prediction, Tavon Austin. We'll catch a touchdown and run a touchdown back. <laughs> <laughs> Good, you don't have to lock Wait, so Ed, you picked against yourself in the matchup, but you're going to win this week?
1: Is that what yes. I'm hearing? Okay. Okay.
0: So I'm on the Tavon Austin train uh, <laughs> for my bowl You position. know, there's only one reason I picked against myself.
1: Because you always. I don't
0: have... really think I'm losing to Butler. True. All right, um, guys, that was great. We kept that under an hour. Oh. I didn't get my two for one yet. Oh, here it is. Let's do it. You're, you're two and two so far this year.
2: I am. I was just checking it out. The Jacks was awful last
0: week, huh? Yeah, they were really bad. That was a complete no-show.
2: You saw that, guy. That's all right. I have another bad one this week. Lions plus seven against the Packers. You no know Aaron Rodgers. Got to right the ship eventually, but I'm going to take
0: the Lions because I still think they're not good. I don't think that and, happens. Huh? I don't like that one. Me either. <laughs> um but I think it's one of the bigger
2: spreads out there. A lot of tight spreads this week.
1: Now you uh, taking the lines to win it or just
0: to cover? Win. When the like game? That one, the, like,
2: I don't think they're going to win outright. I, th- I take a cover on that I one. Thought the two I two thought
0: the two-for-ones oh. were wins, dude.
2: Yeah, well, they, I, still, I still think they might, but I think they're going to cover for sure. The other one's the Jets plus three against Kansas City. I think Kansas City started both games real slow. I don't think their defense is as good as we thought they were, and I don't think they're going to be able to oh, come back call. against
0: the Jets. What? Hey, Jacoby Brissett just ran <laughs> in for a <laughs> touchdown. Oh, I'm good to and we all just threw up. <laughs> all right, on that note, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. Um, thanks to Papa Cause for joining us here in, uh, in week three. Shane, you don't have a second trivia, correct? I don't. All right. All right, Shane is fully locked into Patriots mode now. <laughs> he is completely done with the podcast. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We will uh, we'll talk next week. Um, and I'll try and get the power rankings out before the games on Sunday. <laughs> Can't promise anything. Life is just a little crazy right now. Signing off for Papa Kaz, Eddie Mitchum, Shane Stein, and the rest of Red Triangle Sports for the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your commission host, the Denver Desert Dog, and we'll talk to you guys next week.